Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Do you hate your George Costanza-sized wallet making your butt look fat and lopsided and all thick? Then go ahead and get yourself a new thin polycarbonate, aluminum, titanium, or carbon fiber wallet by Ridge. That's Ridge, R-I-D-G-E. Ridge wallet is awesome. Over a quarter million people are using them right now, and you should too. Go to RidgeWallet.com backslash whiskey and use the promo code whiskey to get yourself 10% off today. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Cheers, dude. Cheers to you, brother. Cheers huh? to you. Thank you for coming. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is Mr. Tony Hinchcliffe, one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it for you. Thanks for being here, dude. Ooh, ah, that is delicious. You like that? Yeah. You know, some of the fans are always, uh, always bugging. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Today, it's Elijah Craig. Okay? Mm. You're going to be okay with that? You're going to bitch about that online, too? Damn. Isn't it remarkable how many people talk shit? And you know what's so funny? Mm-hmm. I was watching your popular should everyone on here watch it kill tony podcast and i was watching the live stream and it's so funny to watch people fight in the live stream not about the show oh it's like what the fuck you what the fuck you guys wasting time watch the show enjoy the show but then people like some dude will be like shut the fuck up and some dude's like fuck you and then it inevitably goes to like suck my dick motherfucker it's it gets in this huge battle and you're like they're not even watching the fucking show right like it's it's it's, what's the point yeah but I think I think the thing with like uh, the balance of the internet with with podcasts now has become those people get weeded out by real fans because real fans don't have time for it. They're like, dude, get the fuck out, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'll find that when someone talks shit on a on something, like my fans or even other people's fans will just be like, dude, fuck, get the fuck out of here, and they'll and they'll it push them out, you know, from yeah. being a part of it. Yeah, which is kind of incredible. It's like the the growth of the community is. It's wild. I mean, you've seen it, dude. Since I first, how long has Kill Tony been going on? Uh, almost six years. Okay, when I I first did Kill Tony, I don't even remember when I first did it, but like now the dip, the different. You've seen the growth, right? Like you've oh, seen yeah. like it's it's fucking insane. Yeah. And to watch it happen from my perspective as a comic and a friend, I think what's incredible is you see fans that like really want to fucking be a part of that thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, with yours, it's it's special. If people don't know. It's incredible. It's a live show at the comedy store. They invite a guest on. I've done it a bunch. And each, you know, they Tony and, and Redband, Brian Redband, they do a little bit of time and, and fuck around and talk and do a regular podcast. And then they pick names out of a hat for people to come do. Is it one minute? Yeah. It's 60 one, seconds. 60 seconds, baby. Yeah. And, and then, then you, and then you get the kitty. Meow. Yeah. And then you're fucked. And then you're off. And then it's it. And then that's it. And then Tony and Redband and whoever the guest is... Uh, I mean, this is what's interesting is I used to think I was like, man, I wonder if they're shitting on that person. But nine times out of ten, it's not shitting on the person; it's having fun with them. Yeah. Unless they're a, a dick. Yeah. And then they get then they get fucking. It's rocked. always evolved. In the beginning, it was we gave a lot of advice. It was all about yeah. stand up comedy, and 
you know, becoming a stand-up comedian and all that. And it sort of just evolved to, it was also, you know, it's always, always had roasty elements to it. Totally. Like that's my, that's you. you know, go to, yeah. it's just, I want And kind of Brian sometimes, which is yeah, weird. Yeah, like he's great. At Red it. Band doesn't seem like that guy. Yeah. But then when he pulls out shit, you're like, oh, oh he's got it all on the computer right in front <laughs> yeah, of him. He's yeah, researching people and uh, <laughs> get, queuing up music. He is so good at that. And it's evolved into sort of they go from doing stand up for a minute to being the being a guest on the podcast basically, right. and all of a sudden you're on a podcast with me and Red Band and whoever the guest is, you or right. Ron White or yeah. whatever, you know what I mean, and and or a Joe Rogan, and sometimes these people are up there with like heroes. They right. just did stand up for the first time in front of Ron White. What? Yeah, that's awesome. Like they, I grew up watching that. You know what I mean? Like and right. the, it's just. Uh, it's just it's a so lot better than the coffee shop open mic they're going to do the next night. Yeah. Yeah. It's and a I, lot more balanced. So then by the time we're in that part, it's sort of like a race for me to figure out interesting stuff about them or find out, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, what you have to do is like as from as an observer, what's wild about the show is uh, you're, you're working overtime on trying to figure out what's the next bit of juicy conversation to move to the next thing mm-hmm. so it doesn't get stalled out. Because I got to tell you, the times that I've done it, We've run into so many barriers. You keep plugging and trying to find the right thing to, to talk crazy. to them about. It's crazy. It's really the ultimate, in my opinion, the ultimate improv show. It is. That, especially one that streams live out to the internet. Like, right. Everybody's on the spot there. Right. There's that no cuts. Thing. There's no edits. There's none right. of that shit. Yeah. It's right. either there or it's fucking bombing. Yeah. And, th- and that's why, you know, I always say Jeremiah is like living a dream over Oh, there. my God. An hour and a half in character. And Can you imagine him me, as a child, by the way? Oh. I think about that all the time. Like his parents must have fucking hated him because he was he Jeremiah Watkins. If you don't, he's part of the Kill Tony show. He is so overwhelmingly inundated with character work and quick jokes and small, small, small roast jokes and like he's constantly trying to figure out new angles and new characters and it's impressive as fuck. We're to doing watch the that dance. Guy. We're pushing each other. Oh my other. god! Yeah. Last night he was Jeff Foxworthy for an hour and a half. We had Ron White as the guest. <laughs> well, here's here's a little. I'll tell you that this is a, some cool background information that no one knows. Is that we found out that Ron was going to be late. I found out earlier in the afternoon, yeah. and I gave them a heads up. And I remember now in retrospect telling Jeremiah because you know he I what are the odds but you know you never know what characters they're going to be because they play the band plays different characters each episode and they hide it from you guys right and it's always a secret so when they come out from the back it's me seeing them for the first time all night and it's always so funny to me like I don't want to sound like a psychopath but the band is one of my favorite things in all of comedy. In well, my opinion, it, they it just makes so, me laugh really. They just so hard. happen to be on my show. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where I get to really be a fan of something live too. And it's as honest and real as it gets. Like, sure. I love the fact that we've always kept it that way. Separated green rooms, even when we're on the road or whatever, like they'll find a, whether it's a second green room or a janitor's closet or a handicapped bathroom. Like there's <laughs> been so many different places everywhere where they're in, in these character characters and uh so anyway but i i didn't get to give jeremiah a heads up until like maybe 20 or 30 minutes before the show i go hey also another heads uh, just a heads up uh, ron white's running late he's gonna be like 30 40 minutes late we're gonna start and i'm gonna say at the top of the show ron's gonna come up here he's running a little bit late we're gonna start right. the show without him he's gonna walk up here and uh, join us when he gets here and i remember jeremiah sort of just being like hmm 
And he went to marched off to go find Joel. It was one of those things where I could tell somehow it correlated with the guest, the rare opportunity, which was right. the only reason I was telling him in the yeah. first place. And it hit him like a ton of bricks. Because he was, because they Jeff had Fox something. Yeah, yeah, Joel yeah. was a Mexican Larry the Cable guy, and Chroma <laughs> Chris on guitar was Bill Angval, which is perfect because I don't know much about Bill Angval, to be honest with you. But he seems like the guitar guy. Well, he seems like he'd be the most quiet. Yeah, he doesn't say shit because <laughs> you don't know anything about the guy. <laughs> which is exactly what Chroma Chris Yeah, Chroma Chris is pretty silent for the oh, whole show. Oh, yeah. He says one or two things. <laughs> but, he, but, but when he does say shit, it's good, right? Like yeah. he's one of those grenade guys that like yep. holds it in and holds it in and then he yeah. lets it go and everyone fucking loves it yeah versus the guy that's like rapid fire like sometimes joel will be rapid fire and he'll be competing with with jeremiah right and that's it's hard because they're yeah. going they're like head to head those fucking dudes like constantly like well, what's funny is that it all other. started the same way like jeremiah started with as just the band with pat reagan right and he would barely ever say anything but when he did it, it was, was massive yeah. and then joel came out of nowhere sort of the same way and uh again would only say one two three things per show but then boom but it was huge right and so it's sort of funny i'm like is chroma chris gonna end up being the secret weapon well another another part of the evolution like yeah they sort of like learn and pick up and it really is like a real band yeah it is is this the first time you guys uh i have a lot of kill tony stuff so because I, because I think, I think a lot of people watch the show or are involved in the podcast and love going to the live show. I don't think a lot of people know a lot of the secrets and kind of the strife that comes along with that. So, I, like, yeah. I'm super interested in it because we know the inside shit of of stand up and touring. Mm-hmm. But doing a show on the road like that is a whole different fucking beast yeah. that I think people don't even understand. Like, when we go by ourselves and go to different cities, mm-hmm. it's uh, much, much, much easier than. A, traveling with somebody else, right? Even traveling with one person, you're coordinating schedule. Yeah. But you guys have five total people. Yeah. That you traveling with. with one person is annoying. It's when fucking hard. When they have to use the restroom and you don't after a flight or yeah. like whatever, that... Oh, that I left two my or, charger on the plane. You're like, oh, fucking leave it. two minutes is death. Yeah, the yeah, two yeah, minutes yeah. that you're still at an airport once you land in a yeah. city and yeah. you know you only have maybe an hour and a half two three hours at the hotel right and jeremiah meanwhile jeremiah left his wigs in the overhead bin or <laughs> jeremiah shit. always has to pee after the plane lands really is that his shit at lax if we're just getting home if it's like a one hour flight doesn't matter <laughs> vegas vegas san diego this guy he's pissing oh, I have to pee. <laughs> his little girl bladder he can't hold it it's unbelievable this guy it's, it's got to be it's got to be just his uh it's got to be mental it's got to be his brain goes we're, we pee this is when we pee we land when we pee he doesn't have to fucking pee his we mind's land. gonna be blown when he finds out that I talked about this. Well, good. We want to talk about more shit. It's is such it? a running, th- running thing between us. Like he gets sort of like annoyed at it because like he, he'll like. But bring, it's annoying to you, right? Yeah. He'll he'll bring it up weird now. Like, hey man, got him. Mm. Yeah. That is very him. Mm. Mm. Oh, I gotta do face. the thing that you hate. Yeah. So it's becoming <laughs> sort of like a. Why don't you? Do you guys ever fuck with him? Um, fuck, you guys should fuck with it. The, Here's a good one. Yeah. When he goes to piss, you guys yeah. take your the Uber or the car or whatever you're doing yeah. and just leave his ass there. Just go. Yeah, make him go separate. Yeah. You know? What the fuck? He fucking figure it out. Be a grown man. Yeah. In fact, I feel like I feel like when I when I first started trying to go out on the road with people, I feel like it was like a fend for yourself type of shit anyway. It was like, figure it out. You, I mean, sometimes now it's a fend for your fucking self. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get to the fucking spot. And things aren't arranged right, and I have to make phone calls and yell at people and get mad. And oh, it's, it's like, the oh, worst. you just have to figure it out yourself. Right. But you guys have to travel with four or five people, depending on who you take. Yeah. Was this the first time you went overseas? Yeah. This year? Yep. Oh, it was nuts because you guys did London, 
Well, you did England, Ireland. What other countries did you do? We did uh, Dublin, London, and Manchester. England. So, so England and, and, and Ireland were the two mm-hmm. spots, but then you went all over the place. Yeah. Yep. And yep. you guys got food poisoning. Yeah, we got sick. We think it might be food poisoning. I'm 50 50 on it. I've heard different stories of what, what you guys ate. Yeah, we ate a bunch of crazy food in Dublin, Ireland that first night. We went really hard. Yeah. Really hard. Were you hard. drinking too? We were drinking too, yeah, for sure. But Jeremiah got it too. Oh, yeah, and he doesn't drink. Yeah, we, it was either from shaking hands after the Ireland show. Irish people are pigs, is that what you're trying to say? I basically. You shitting on my people? Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> it was a really dirty, dirty crew. <laughs> yeah, we are dirty fucking people. And so I th- I think that's what it was because I was Just researching. And humans. I was Googling immediately every side effect, you know, trying to figure out the combination and the differences between food poisoning and whatever it is, gastroenteritis or whatever, whatever the official name yeah, for yeah, the 24-hour yeah, yeah. bug is. I've had those. I've had both. Ugh. The last time I got fucking food poisoning, speaking of which, was at, uh, and I'll shout them out. I'll call them out. Ooh. Greenblatt's Deli, dude. Whoa. So bad. What'd you order from there? Dude, turkey chili. Mm. I sw- and I swear to God, I was leaving on a flight to go to Philly the next day. Oh, no. The next evening, right? I was taking a red eye. Yeah. And I swear to God, dude, I've had food poisoning three times in my life, and the other one was from uh, the old Irvine Improv. Man, wow. I wanted to burn that place to the ground. I was so sick for two and a half days. Their turkey chili? No, yeah, no, I don't know what it was. It's I don't always know what, turkey it's chili. turkey chili every time. I don't learn my lesson. <laughs> so I had turkey chili again. Uh, no, so I, but I had I had turkey chili at Greenblatt's, and I'll I'll never forget the feeling. And I because I knew I was getting sick because I walked in the house, I sat on the couch for a second, and then I was like, God, I'm having that thing again where. I feel like loose, yeah. kind of like out of it in the head. Like if you're too drunk or you're, or you're like, or, or, you know what I mean? Like you're coming down off of something, but you still feel a little woozy, you know, when you're like post hungover. And I, that's how it starts. And I remember I sat down on, on, on the floor because my stomach was hurting so bad. Dude, I was sick for three, four hours in the night so much that I got up and I, and I almost passed out because yeah. I was dehydrated. I couldn't. Oh, it was unbelievable me, what we had in. Uh, we had to fly the next morning. To Were you both to, holes, by the way? Was it out the front? It was it top and bottom? So in the middle of the night, I woke up and sort of had like an upset belly, but really didn't, wasn't positive that it was an upset belly. I woke up right. sweaty, super sweaty and with very toxic thoughts. I remember like it felt like I was coming out of a nightmare and I was still just thinking these right. like bad, you know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. fuck this and fuck that sort of just like when really, you have a terrible dream and your mind is like, it was just a bad wake up. And I remember specifically being, God, I feel mad about stuff. Yeah. And that's weird. That's a weird feeling to have it. Well, like for me, it's pretty normal. 4am. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went to take a shit and I took a shit, threw up. Took another shit, threw up, and at that point, I'm like packing because we have to get to the airport. Ugh. And then I remember we, I got down. I was the first one down there like 10 minutes early. We were meeting at 5 a.m. I was right. there at 4.50 out front, and none of the other guys were there yet. And all of a sudden, I feel a little gurgle in my belly. I'm like, oh, I have to shit again. So I had to take my bags and go to the lobby level of the hotel. Usually a nice place to shit, shit, by the way. Yeah, usually. usually, Nice nice bathrooms. I I got a lot of bags. They only had the tiny hook on the door. One hook? The tiniest of hooks. So it's one of those ones where like, I had to hold my Ah, backpack against the hook. Gross. So... uh, and then I get back out after that, and like it's like you know just a mess, just a debacle. And um, <laughs> I go back out front, and those guys are there, and they're literally just like poof. 
and everyone's red, like red that. band is passing me by as I'm walking out front and he's going to the restroom, but I still hadn't made the connection. I'm like, I'm sick. Right. There's no way. I never. Yeah, you don't I, think at this point. A, yeah. I'm like, oh God, no. There's no way. I hadn't thought about it once. Right. And I get out front, and there's Jeremiah, just like, poof, poof. I'm like, are you okay? He's like, because I'm sick as a dog, and I haven't. And nobody knows. Right? I go, are you? I can okay? see him being like, oh man. Uh, he goes, I'm you think not, it's a character? Goes, I'm not good. I'm sick. I go, me too. And it's you know, it was almost this bonding, right? Reveal. Like you both got your periods at the same time. Oh, Sisters. God, this was a nasty thing, dude. I was asleep. You did a show, though, I the was, next day, sick, uh, that, right? No, that day. That we day? Did a show that day. That's we traveled fucking... to Manchester and did a show that no way. night. No way, had it canceled. We were, we, 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 I don't even, I think that if we were all together, we would have canceled, but we all went into our separate hotel rooms in Manchester, uh, and uh, and we're just all sick separately. Then we got together, got in the car. We were all sick. We threw up on the way to and from the airport that morning. That, tax, that taxi cab ride to the airport to fly to England that morning. I remember sliding the... The open... The we door. were at a red light and there was traffic, thank God. Like it was just... Because we, th- were, we were going to go no matter what. You threw up out of the, out of the taxi? I, I walked out. I, oh. I'm not. I'm not the kind of guy to just hang my head out of a taxi guy. with other people in there. I'm better than that. You're I classy just guy. Take the smooth two steps. I was really smooth about it. <laughs> I would have been. It was one of those it. sliding doors that way. And in and in Europe, you have to like face the people or whatever that are like right, right, in right, the right, right. thing with you. So I I we were at a red light and I literally go, uh, I'm gonna be right back. If you could just pull over uh, when you get a chance, uh, I'm gonna be right back. Cause there was like traffic. There was another lane. We were in oh, the right. middle lane. Anyway, did you the smooth walk and just out. sprayed it, man. I mean, we were so <laughs> sick, it was crazy. We legitimately, probably in retrospect, all should have gone to the hospital that day. I, I, I wish, I wish, if I wish something on my worst enemy, it's food poisoning. Because food poisoning is like one of the worst things I've ever had in my life. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're like, this is, this is, uh, I'd rather yeah. break a fucking bone, chip a tooth. I'd rather get punched in the face. Yeah. Food poisoning is so fucking agonizing because you can't do you can't do anything about it. And and yet to do a show, that's nuts. Because when I flew to Philly after I was sick, dude, I remember calling my fucking agent and being like, I'm not going to Philly. Mm-hmm. I, I blacked out on my toilet. Like I literally, I, I literally blacked out. I grabbed the toilet so I didn't hit my fucking face because mm-hmm. I, I remember go, it going black because I was so dehydrated. And uh, every time I put water in, pff, didn't even yeah. didn't even sit. And I called my agent. I was like, I'm not going. He's like, well, just, just you know, rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't cancel, you know. I was like, yeah. no, we can't. I am in a fucking can. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. And then I slept for for no shit, like thirteen hours. And I don't. I don't sleep, dude. Like yeah. I. I sleep maybe six hours a night. Yeah. It's bad. I'm sure it's bad. Yeah. And I'm gonna die. And people are like, you gotta get. It's like I don't. I don't. I'm not good at it. I don't give a fuck. But I, but I slept for maybe like twelve or thirteen hours. And I'm t- like out. I'm talking like a light. And when I woke up, I was good enough to put something in my stomach. But even then, the plane ride to Philly was fucking brutal, treacherous brutal here's the worst fucking yeah. part i get to philly and they know that i was taking a, a late night flight mm-hmm. i get there get to the hotel hotel guy yeah the um the room isn't ready oh and i was like hey man you have no fucking idea yeah. what the past 24 hours have been for me yeah. so until if you don't get a room ready i'm gonna sleep right there in the middle of your lobby yeah and i was being i was being such a cunt about it because i was in a bad mood so i threw all my shit down right by the desk and i slept right on the couch in the middle of the lobby yeah and the guy was on the phone he's like oh, i can hear him he's like he's um he's he's like 
laying on the main couch. Yeah. Fun can, fact. Yeah. When we landed in Manchester, the hotel that we went to, our rooms weren't ready. Of course. None of them. Of course. And the uh, there was a mess up on uh, my management's part. Oh, for the hotels? Yeah. Oh, shit. And uh, they had accidentally somehow reserved that hotel for the day before. Oh, fuck. So the whole thing's lapsed and the reservations are gone. And I'm never that guy. But it was exactly the wrong day and the right. wrong time. <laughs> right. And I yeah, had dude. to, uh, you know. You're like, that's to, it. I had to flex up on some people. That's it. You, there's, a, there, there's a breaking point when you're like, I'm doing my best. I'm flying yeah. across the country oh, well, for you around the world. Well, traveling's really the thing. Like that's, you, I can't have, I, there's almost nothing I feel like that could happen in Los Angeles to me that would make me have Make you that mad? Meanwhile, I've had them at LAX. Totally. Had them at LAX. Yeah. I once had to say, why don't you learn how to speak English? <laughs> Some dude's like, I'm trying. You're like, no. It was it was bad. But really, when you though, have to say those words. Like yeah, I caught yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm like, oh my god. You sound like one of my I uncles. To, I have to get out of here. Yeah. Why does what he a- learn how to speak? It's America. <laughs> speak American, pal. Dumbass. Oh my god. That's like, every, that's like everybody I know in Chicago. Well, he's, he lives here. Bozo asshole. Speak English, dude. Oh, that'd be the greatest show in the history of uh, Chicago television. people yelling at people. Racists. To- <laughs> you just take a bunch of racists, right? Put them, put it, give them body cams, and you just drop them off at LAX. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell them what flight they're getting on. Don't give them. Put them a- in the international terminal. See what happens. <laughs> Look at all these, where are all these Asians going? You How mean, many are you? The international, you mean every terminal? Yeah, all the terminals, yeah. <laughs> They're it's, all it's, international. It's, it's mostly, but by the way, you know what the funny, the funny thing about LAX is, there is one terminal, I don't know if it's two, but it's all the, like the, like the random airlines you've never heard of. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. Allegiant or like Aeromexico, mm-hmm. ones that you're like, I don't know anyone that's ever flown any of these fucking airlines, yeah. but I never hear of them crashing, yeah. which makes me laugh that I'm like, never heard of them. But you never, you've never heard of it. I never, I've never heard uh, a legionnaire crashed. So they must be okay. It's yeah. just you see how janky the terminal looks, right. and you're like, that's a, that's where people go to, that's where you go to die. Oh well, they put them all in Terminal One at LAX so that you can the one, look at them like a zoo. <laughs> like it's like, oh, here's the poor people. Take pictures on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> the poor people is in one. Right. No, that's like that's like if you ever fly certain. I don't. This is such a non. It's such a non-American thing, and I, I. But you know, we don't do this shit. But certain countries around the world, if it's like a bumpy flight, they clap when you. Have you ever been on a flight where they clap when you land? It drives me crazy. Well, Mexico, by the way, the tw- two times I've had bad tur- turbulence going into Mexico, in different parts of Mexico, they clapped like, and they lost it. I mean, they were like, oh, oh, people, and people were praising Jesus and shit. Oh. And I was like, what? it's always, uh, what? It's always. Jesus like didn't the, save um, the fucking plane. Science did. It's always the trashy cities or the trashy people that. Yeah are obviously going to do that. Like, you can almost predict the Well, because they've never flown before. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the first time on an airplane. Right. So the, when it hits a bump, you yeah. go, yeah, turbulence, wind, pressure. Yeah. Sure. They go, the devil. The right. devil just hit the plane. The right. devil just hit the plane. Yeah. Like, they think... I think that the funniest thing about, like, this with these plane crashes with those those Boeings, the funniest thing is, is every pilot will tell you, it's not going to fucking... Turbulence is not going to crash your plane. Right. It's all the other shit that's going to crash the fucking plane. Yeah. It's a computer's malfunctioning. It's a weird takeoff. It's an imbalance of weight in the plane. It's all that shit they have to worry about. But like a bump in the sky, it's always so weird when people are like... <gasps> yeah. It's like, dude, that's not going to... If you think that's it, you're crazy. It's an, an engine will fail before the bump in the sky will fucking do anything right. to us. Never happens, by the way. I actually know about this because I'm obsessed with flying planes. Oh, I, really? I know how every plane crash... Now I'm learning about private 
plane crashes. About, but I already know about every commercial plane crash. This is really funny because you know I got I got really into it when I first started traveling because I was curious. I was like, I wonder what really does take down planes. Because I was coming. I've told this story before, but I'll quickly say I was leaving Indianapolis and I was going to New York, and dude. The weather was so fucking bad outside. I was like, they'll never take off. It was a jumper plane. You know, those like two two seats, one seats. It was a tiny little uh, regional jet. And it was so fucking bad outside. I was like, no way. And they got on the PA and they were like, we're going to delay for a while. So I'm like, okay, good. Because, dude, I mean, the wind, you can hear the wind. You know, you can fucking hear the wind inside. You're like, we're going to fucking fly in that shit. So we're, we're waiting for a while. Uh, they're like, it's okay to get on now. It's a half an hour goes by. We get on this flight. It's so bad taking off that I'm like, God damn, this is fuck. I mean, it was bad. And even I'm looking around and I'm pretty good on planes, but I'm looking around and people are going, hmm. You know, people are kind of getting like, Ooh, what the fuck? You know, because we're doing this thing, you know, like, yeah, but, like yeah. bumps are fine. We're like sideways, like the wings are going side. Mm-hmm. And I look over to my fucking right and the only guy who's not throwing any sort of emotion out into the world is Bobby Knight, the basketball coach, Bobby Knight. And I wow. was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so of course, like right away, I was like, yeah, God's not going to kill me and Bobby Knight. Like, right. no fucking way. Right. I don't want to be second on the, the newspaper list, you know? Yeah. I, I can't be like, Bobby Knight dies, also somewhat known comedian. <laughs> like, I can't be can't be that. I was like, God ain't going to fucking kill me. Yeah. I was fine, but that flight was so fucking bad that after that, and I was on a shitty road, road run, I was so fucking angry, but I sat on the computer for hours and looked up all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, everything about plane crashes. Yeah. And the one thing you do learn is... Nothing's ever been knocked out of the sky. Ever. Ever in the history. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's never happened. Of all the of all the times planes have crashed for dumb shit. You know, like every time I go to uh uh fucking uh Madison, Wisconsin, which I love. That's one of my favorite clubs at Comedy on State. Yep. I always make fun of them because in those two lakes that surround the city, that's where Otis Redding's plane crashed. Uh, in Lake Monona or whatever. They were taken off to leave. Fog was so bad, crashed right in the fog. Just pilot error. Most of that shit is like... Yeah, they didn't do the weights right. right. Something in pre-check. And you know know what? Back then, too, these fucking... They were booze bags. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, fucking... It's like... It's like like Ed McMahon on Carson. It's blacked out like half of the episodes. And he would drive home. Have you heard of those stories? That's why that they have cars that pick you up, apparently. Oh. That's the rumor. That's the rumor I heard was that he would get so fucked up. Ed McMahon. Yeah, yeah, wow. from Carson. Yeah, that, that he would get so bad, fucked up, that he would drive home, and they were afraid, so they'd send cars for people, and so that kind of like started this revolution of like, well, people drink in the studio, and they go home, and they hit something. We're it's on Warner Brothers, you know what yeah. I mean, or on CBS or NBC. So you know, I think that's part of it. But back then, drinking, day drinking was like fucking normal. Yeah, like you see pilots just slamming them back at the bar before they get on the plane. Which, you know, they probably could use. Those poor fucks. I was scared when I saw Sully Sullenberger for the first time. The, without, mo- the with, movie or the no, guy? No, the actual guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, ooh, he looks like he's a drinker. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> but luckily, he wasn't He wasn't for that. But he looks like a drunk, huh? Well, he just looks like a... He's got the... You know, he's, he almost yeah. looks like a, the dude sort of from uh, Lebowski. Right, 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 right. But like a, if he got like an extreme makeover or something right, like that. Right. If he got his shit oh, together? Yeah. yeah. If he got a fucking haircut? And here's your new look. <laughs> it's just Sully. I fucking love it. <laughs> But that dude the, got that dude got indicted. Oh, for for landing a plane safely. That that's it's. So wait wait tell me this. Yeah, you you looked up all this shit about airplanes because mm-hmm. you were like on them so much that you're like you just want to know. So you got into pri- you wanted to know about private flights and shit and why they crashed. Actually, what happened was is I started thinking about how cool it would be to fly and learn how to fly your and go from gig to gig and eventually down the road take friends and just 
you know, that'd not, be fucking not awesome. smoke pot or drink that morning and, uh, sure. you know, just do it. Just work it like it's a real thing. Because I started thinking about it like it's like if it's a car. Because once I realized that if you have your own, if you have a place to land and you have a place to take off and you have a plane, then you can go anywhere. Yeah. Well, those single engine Cessnas, have you ever flown in those? Uh, like the Cessnas, the one engine planes? No. So I, so I spend a ton of time. And then, by the way, I think about this all the time. If... If and when I have kids, I'll fucking never let them on those planes. Because those are the ones that crash. Those yeah. Cessnas crash constantly. They crash here in Southern California like every week in yeah. the fucking news. They go through someone's living Harrison room. Harrison Ford crashes like two a twice. month. Twice. Yeah. He crashed Cessnas twice. Yeah. And one time he landed on a golf course, Penmar in Santa Monica. And that motherfucker, he must be made of steel. To crash a plane twice and not get hurt once is fucking insane. But I used to fly in him because a guy I went to college with, he went to flight school to get his, and he became a pilot. Mm-hmm. And while we were in college, he was like, hey, let's take a Cessna to San Diego. So we did, you know. And now in retrospect, I'm like, we were fucking bags of shit. We should have definitely crashed and died. What do you mean, let's take a... He, oh, he flew you. Yeah, we flew. And you were his co-pilot. No, well, I mean, it was just sitting there. I, was, I didn't do shit. But right. he flew. He flew us. We went to San Diego. The one time, the scariest time is we took a Cessna in Denver. And we were flying over Denver and the Continental Divide, you know, the highest point out there. And and the wind was so strong that the plane was getting like pushed back. It's a this is a bullshit ass tiny plane, you know. And the winds were pushing us, and we weren't gaining enough enough um, alt- uh, elevation. It was pushing our wings down. So he goes, "I'm gonna circle up," you know. Meanwhile, his brother is sick as fuck, and he keeps he keeps doing those zero gravity drops. And his brother's like, "Oh, don't," <laughs> you know what I mean? Like his stomach is in his fucking brain. Yeah. And we're circling up to gain elevation, but every time we went up, it was pushing us down. And at some point. I had one moment of college clarity because I was a dipshit. I was probably stoned. and I was like, I feel like this is a bad idea. And he was even, and he's a smart dude. And he was like, yeah, we're we're not going to try at all. Because I thought, this is how dumb shit happens. Some idiot goes, fucking do it. And they just go for it. And then they fucking die. But after that, I was like, I don't think I should fly in these fucking things anymore. Because you realize at some point, it's all fun until you're like, this isn't a fucking safe plane. There's no... There's not a pressurized cabin. It's just a bullshit engine and me and him. And there's no there's no safety issue. You know what I mean? Like he knew, but like bleh. I'm about to be in them. I'm 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 into it. See, I'm into it. it. If, you, if you're being safe and cool. Dude, yeah. we were 20 year old jackass. Is, right. That's we were punk that's ass kids. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you should be able to, once you have enough altitude, you should be able to land anywhere. And that, that's totally. another thing, is like, you know, uh not only do they not crash, they almost only exclusively crash on takeoff and landing yeah every time so and uh and you should just be able to land even without an engine with half a half your flat like it should if you offset everything right even if you had no landing gear you should still be able to figure out the safest way to possibly land that plane It'd that's be, why what it could sully be disastrous did, but yeah that's why what sully did is so crazy is yeah. that that never happens that's never happened before like when they say like hey water landing stuffs everything get your inflatables like that's just to calm your last thoughts if they just so happen to be crashing into water right there's no it doesn't happen but also by the way when they say that that was a miracle on the hudson like that's an understatement what that guy did miracles happen right yeah but what he did doesn't happen that only will never happen again and it was only him yeah yeah in the history of time it'll never happen and even if he did it 50 more times it wouldn't go that great every time impossible i'm sure he would admit that a wing maybe a a wing would get clipped yeah Something bad would happen. Oh, yeah. There's Gus. Uh, it's, he's 
it's like a guy that beat a video game his first time playing it without dying once. And like, (laughs) he's like, well, I knew I could do that. It's like, well, how'd you know? Because he's like, because I fucking know I'm the shit. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, okay. I watched that movie so baked on fucking Tincher out of my mind. The worst idea I've ever had is going to see that movie baked. I didn't know. I didn't buy the tickets. Yeah. Fucking Adam did. And I, and I stupidly was like, what are we going to see? I couldn't even buy the tickets. I was so high. Yeah. He was like, "I got us. We're going to see Sully." I was like, "This is probably the worst." I don't want to be high watching a plane crash movie, but it was so anticlimactic because you know it's going to go okay. Right. And then when they land the plane, like when they land it, you're like, "Yeah, right." It's a tough one to get high for because after after the plane lands, it's just all drama. It's after boring. That. It's yeah, just action, it's annoying. And then drama. Yeah, the annoying drama. Yeah. By the way, the in the de- <laughs> in the demo part of when they're trying to trial trial land that in Sully. The, the plane will go, pull up, net, 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 too low, too yeah. low. I'm a j- piece of shit, and I know fucking my lady hates it when we have bad turbulence together, yeah. and so I'll always do that. I'll go, <laughs> map, 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 too low, too low. <laughs> it's so mean. Like when we're like when we're getting turbulent, we're, we're like coming down, we're like yeah. on, on an approach. <laughs> I'll do that. She fucking, I'll, I'll go, pull up, too low. And she's like, stop it. Like, map, 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 map. I, it's so fucked up, but like I just that's the the idea to me when I'm coming down to land, it never I'm always like, we're good. Yeah. Even if he fucks this up real bad, we're still good. You yeah. know? No, you're good. Yeah, you you're ever had, have you ever had a uh, uh a go around, a togo? The one full, where, you, where you touch full, and leave? Well, yeah, you have to go full. No, but full Bur- I think Burr talked about it one time. He's done it like three fucking times. He's Bird he's or Bill a, Burr? Burr, Bill Burr, Burr has yeah. been in a plane where it's touched and done that. I think he said two or three times. It's only happened to me once. Never. Let me tell you something. Never. It happened. It's it's pretty like common thing in places with bad weather and sure. things like that. I guess not that common. Still a rare thing. Uh, but like for small planes and stuff, like sometimes if a thirty mile an hour wind gust just comes out of gust. nowhere, which happens in weather, you gotta just you know give go get get back up again. You have to get the altitude that it takes to right. do whatever. And the but speed. When it, but when it happens in LA on a 737 or a 727, a big plane, because it takes a lot more energy so to much get force. that going back up again. Yeah. Not an easy thing after you're back down. That was here in LA? It's also the thin, the air is, uh, you know, uh, thicker down here. So it's like, you know, it's also just hard to get that energy as it is up there. Right. Like when you notice that the guy, remember when the guy stole that plane up in Seattle? Yeah. Which I guarantee, I think me and this guy had the same flight simulator. I'm pretty sure. Right, right. Because he was like, this is pretty fucking awesome. It was really easy to steal that. It seemed so easy for that guy to steal that fucking plane. Yeah. And they were like, you going to hurt yourself? He's like, I'm not going to hurt anybody else. It was like the nicest suicide Mm -hmm. I've ever heard in my life. He was like, I don't want to hurt anybody, man. I just, I fucking, I I love flying and I hate life. And you're like, this guy, let this guy do it. It's a pretty cool suicide. It was the coolest of the suicides. If you're going to do it. What's funny is like so many of these things were happening though that he didn't account for, right? Like he's used to planes flying for a while because they're up in the sky with thinner air. So he's burning through fuel. He's looking at his fuel gauge, literally saying to the people, like, I think something might be wrong with my fuel gauge because he's just because he's just flying around like sightseeing (laughs) going nowhere people don't do right and uh i can't remember the other thing oh he started vomiting at some point yeah it's like i'm not feeling so good like you could tell he's just you think it just hit him that he was like oh i stole a fucking airplane oh of course like at some point it sinks in oh of course all of that and the actual physical feeling of 
the guilt and fright that must be happening. Yeah, the weight of that is insane. Right, literally, you know. Yeah, that's insane. You're in control of this whole crazy... So everything you see and are smelling and feeling... And all, and all by himself, gut. right? No, It was so yeah. funny. He said no, nobody was on it. Yeah. Well, they never expected anybody to ever do anything like that. That's why it is there. I've always thought that a lot when looking at the people at the airports that are there at 6 a.m. doing, you know, throwing bags and the thing. Like, right. the airport's always been such an intriguing place to me because they're so close to being somewhere else yet they're there you know what I yeah, mean? yeah 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 and uh and they're going nowhere but, well i mean well it's it it is a crazy gig because they're and not only that but they're also surrounded by people all day that are coming from somewhere or going somewhere yeah it's constantly. one or the other no one else just goes there only the employees of an airport just go there and then leave everybody i think, else. I, I think about that all the time about who works in an airport every time i go and i have a drink or a, a, some something to eat yeah. i'm always like this person yeah where do they come from what's the like because of all the places to try to get a gig it's weird to go i guess i'll try the most annoying place on earth that i actually hate going to in my own time mm-hmm. that it's 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 it's, it's un- unequivocally the worst place for me to me i always feel i always create a storyline in my head like they're like escaping from something or they're, hi- like they're, in, they're some, hiding in plain sight especially for example you ever get like a, a drink at a at the Las Vegas airport? Or, I mean, every I mean, time Vegas, where it's literally like you you you're all the way in Las Vegas. All these different places and entertainment things yes. and all that. And why there? They're at there? the airport, right? Right? Why? Maybe the, well, I would assume they just work there during the day and then they work at the casino at night. I guess so. Yeah, it just seems torturous. Or, or those people are like in witness protection program. From somewhere else, and they're like, "This is the only gigs that we can really get." Yeah, yeah. Somewhere where we can move you around from airport to airport every couple of years, no one will really be looking for you. No one will know. That makes sense. I mean, I like right? That. It's kind of the most passing. Like, they do a couple years here, they move yeah. to another airport. Yeah. I mean, that's terrible to say. Although there is a woman that I see every time I go fly to Burbank Airport. She's been working at that fucking little restaurant since I've been going there. The same woman at the taco shop, at the, like the build your own taco stand, and she's so fucking nice. And I always want to be like, you could have a better taco shop job. <laughs> this yeah. is not it for you. Yeah. There's so many other taco spots in LA that you should be working at. You fold such a good burrito. But she's been there for so long that every time I go, I'm like, why is she still here? Maybe she fucking loves it. Maybe they love it because they don't have to really interact with people. Because everyone there is on the go. You're not, you're not really, you don't have to like create a relationship like servers do sometimes. Like, hey, I'm Michael. I'll be your server. They right. don't give a fuck. Right. What do you want? Yeah. What? Burger? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Right. I get your check. They don't even yeah. they don't even pay attention to you. They're not going to come to check on how's yeah. the food. Come, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Here's the food. You not have how's to be the on their way back to whatever they're doing if you like want to the your next check to help like, on the next person. Yeah. Right. And even then, you do this, and they go, what? What? Yeah. what? And you're like, I uh, I have the thing. And they're like, yeah, I guess, dude. I mean, fuck. I work here. What do you want from me? I work at the TGI Fridays. I wish the Dallas Fort Worth is better. Like the at the at the actual airport. Some of them are incredible. Yeah. I was talking about the other day. You go to Dallas, Fort Worth, Dallas. Mm. Seriously, they have like a Morton Steakhouse. They have like, wow. they have like nice ass shit there that I'm like, this is. They have a Chick Fil A in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I find it. I'll take the tram even if I, I even if I have a layover it. in that <laughs> terminal. I'll, I'll go to another terminal. You'll go. You'll go for it. So tell me this: when you travel, when you're traveling with the, with the guys, is it? T- I I need to know. There's beef stories. Are you guys getting at each other's throat? I mean, uh, at each other's throat. No, but you don't get annoyed I mean, with each other. There's definitely times. There's definitely flares of you know. I wouldn't say each other's throat, but it's like, who's the big? Okay, who's the biggest diva? 
<laughs> uh, the it. biggest diva. I mean, that's that's a tough one. It's a tough one. The interesting thing is, is that it's definitely not me. I would say I would say Redman and Jeremiah are right up there, neck and neck. Brian oddly seems like a diva, even though he, even though people would know if they yeah. by, by first glance he doesn't look like he'd be high maintenance. Well, he just comes from a, a strong background. This guy yeah. started right his first gigs he was ever on. Rogan's just selling out theaters. Yeah. He's like, ah, you know, this is this is this is what it is. This we're is staying how it goes. at the right. we're staying at the Ritz Carlton. This right. this black Escalade picks us up right. from whatever airport, and that's how it goes. And uh, you know, life is good. Yeah. Uh, but so he can be a little bit of a diva. Um, yes. And Jeremiah just <laughs> naturally, you know, he just has a natural, uh, which is funny. He seems like out loud. He'd be like, no, it's all good. Right. Right. It's, all, it's yeah. all good. He's, he's always hungry. The guy's starving. Well, the fucking, you too. You so for you guys, both so skinny guys. I've seen him eat. He is endless fucking pit and doesn't, he doesn't, nothing goes anywhere. An endless pit. And he's like a 13 year old boy. It's unbelievable. It's like pizza, hot dogs, hamburger, fucking tacos. I was like. What he, he gained? We did a weight gain challenge. Oh yeah, I remember that. A reversal yeah. of a Bert and Tom's right. weight loss challenge, and I gained uh, a few pounds. He gained thirty pounds in a month. How? Uh, by eating how he actually wants to eat, which as is a human, which is just shit all day, every day. He ate Oreos and uh, <laughs> Keeblers and everything, right. ice cream, snacks and treats and everything. Bullshit. Did he get diabetes? I'm surprised. No, he didn't get diabetes. Yeah, I'm surprised that he didn't get diabetes. No. I know. I, I thought I was like, well, how does he not? How, when you gain like 30 pounds of fat, I assume right away your body's like, that's it. You're getting diabetes. That's yeah. what you fucking get. Yeah. What did you gain? Four pounds? I gained, I think it was five or six pounds. Nothing. Maybe. Nothing. I drank a bottle of water right before, so that's got to be one, right? You were just trying to, you were just trying to catch up? Yeah. Because he got, he just got pudgy from it. Like yeah. soft. Yeah, he got he just, big. He yeah. just got a little soft from yeah. it, which is so fucking weird to look at because he's such skin and bones, that fucking guy. He looks like, he looks like if Tim Burton drew a human, like if a, if a cartoon character was a person. That's Jeremiah to me. He's like this, uh, like <laughs> ambiguous, Gumby like person that can take shape. He can do anything. It's that guy. Re- he's it's a superhero. Remarkable. I know. We should give him so much fucking credit. He high Fuck kicked Jeremiah. You should have seen him win this high kick competition he had on Kill Tony last night. Jeff Foxworthy, it was. He Jeff high- Foxworthy won the high kick. Yeah. He was Jeff Foxworthy, and he had a high kick competition with the guy that teaches karate. And guess who kicked higher than the karate master? Jeremiah Jeff Foxworthy. Well, Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, Jeff Foxworthy did. What's the worst city kill Tony's played in? What's what's the most unfortunate experience you've had? Uh we, we I don't know, man. We, it's all been really it's good, been good to us. Really, really good. No duds. Uh, no. Am I forgetting something? There's always the one. The sound in San Francisco, the beginning of last year's San Francisco show, I'm sure they've redone it since then. I have that? nothing but the fullest faith. Cobbs. Oh, yeah, Cobbs is good. The yeah. sound was a little bit janky. It turns out that uh, upon inspection, they had just a home stereo system being their sound. Then what? just all of us have been there for years not noticing this. Really? They basically had like four of those like living room sound, sound bars. Sound bars? Yeah. Just doof, 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 doof amongst what? the entire thing. I had to keep searching and doing sound checks. It was pretty insane. That is really strange. Uh, 
maybe they had a monitor on stage. It was just bad sound, but even then, we sort of, you know, you make the adjustments. Yeah. It's like we were talking about earlier with flying a broken plane. It's like you, you have to know how to... Just figure it out. You just have to just That's keep adjusting. That's what we've been doing our whole career, just right. figuring it the fuck exactly. out. Exactly. Are you, fe- are you feeling lately like you're in a... Because I've known you for quite a while, and it's like, do you feel like lately you're in probably your prime spot not no not at your peak or your pinnacle i'm saying do you feel like you're in your prime spot right now in stand-up what's happening between the podcast doing so well your own stand-up kind of come converging and doing very well and like gaining a lot of fans and touring more and do you feel like this is kind of the thing that's happening right now yeah man i mean i i love it i'm ready to i'm ready to make another special and figure out exactly where the best platform to get that out on is what is that you think i don't know dude it might be freaking youtube who knows right i think i mean who knows that's the most fucked up thing now is i don't think any of us know what the best way to receive content is for for fans yeah i mean the the the, the thing is you wish there was another another youtube type of thing Right, that there was one more version of YouTube that was a little bit more premium, and because YouTube tried that, it didn't work because you can't give away pussy for so long and then be like, you got to pay for it. You're like, I've been fucking you for years, bitch. I'm not paying for that. So, I think I wish there was another version of it that that, like fans were able to dictate. Because I think you know, with you know, I I think with like the revolution of so many comics wanting to put out more material, and Netflix kind of being, you know, Netflix. It's like there's so much now with them. I wonder what the next wave is going to be. It reminds I wish me I was smart. Of, uh, do you remember when, um, this is pro wrestling, so people are going to hate it, but there was nah, a period like of it. time in which uh, Ted Turner decided that he was going to destroy Vince McMahon because yeah. Vince McMahon was basically, basically didn't want to do his channel or make right. a deal with him. He's like, we're good. And Ted Turner's like, you don't know what you're dealing with. And Vince is like, basically, fuck you. I run the whole business. Yeah. yeah. And Ted Turner's like, okay. And he went and he decided to give this guy a blank check to go get all the greatest wrestlers. You can get whoever you want. And this guy, Eric Bischoff, literally went and it was a pro wrestling fan's dream. Literally, like, you're going to compete with Vince McMahon, Ted Turner. I get to write checks to whoever I want for however much I want. He's like, yep, let's end this guy. And they went and they did, dude. They bought Hulk Hogan and they said no minimum amount of, you can do a minimum amount of work. We only need you for the televised things. You don't need to travel here or there. It's just all this money to do so much less on a different thing. And they cut these, they started next thing, you know, this guy's gone and that guy's gone and this guy, everybody that Vince McMahon built sort of. And it reminds me of a sort of, um, I think uh, sort of what's happening with Netflix right now. I think that They're buying all the right yeah. all the people that have already been built. Sure, but what built them right in the WWF was them being slowly eased upon and from scratch. Yeah, organically grown. Right. So the so basically Vince was left with you know shrapnel. He was left with some guy that nobody knew. Rocky Maivia, and he was left with Mick Foley, who was mankind, and he was left I like with Mick Foley. Stone Cold Steve Austin, who also was cool, who nobody even really you know knew at the time, right? And that was it. And he had to come all the way back. Anyway, my point is, is you can buy all the big dogs that don't want to retire all day, and right. you'll get a lot of viewers. You'll get eyes on you, tons. But at the end of the day, it's always going to be. There's always going to be hungry monsters 
somewhere else. It's not there anymore. There's just not room for the future that I think, by the way, helped Netflix's reputation for stand-up comedy a lot in the first place. Let's not forget, three years ago, four years ago, there's barely anybody there at all. Well, that was no Chappelle. There's no right. And I've said that, like you know, Ali Wong. Fucking, they forget. I think I feel like they forget that they built Ali. Yeah. You know, like we've known Ali for for years. Right. And like. Allie fucking Allie wasn't hitting like she started to hit with until she got to them. I mean, I mean yeah. she knows that everybody. I mean everyone that's in the comedy world knows that. So it's like, it's like almost like they forgot they did that. You're like, what the fuck did you forget? Right. You built things. You used to right. build things. Yeah. But now they're pulling people out of fucking retirement, and you're like, there's no way to even. There's no way to do anything. These are, now the guys that are now the guys that are over there are the guys that used to give those people chances when they started like it's like now letterman's there steve martin martin short i'm like what's going what are we this massive namesake it's just the everyone yeah and they don't want them to retire if you have them you know well i think i think i think it's their a lot of it's nostalgia nostalgia play you know i think ellen's a big nostalgia play because people respected her so much in the stand-up world she did it for so long ray romano is this respected name in comedy and it's like I think it's nostalgia play. I think it's I think it's a you know it's a great business move because yeah. fucking people watch the shit out of them and they they're still pumping out money. But right. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I wonder what it is for our generation of guys of like because a lot you know you've got a Netflix special. You know, like there's guys that have been on there, but who knows if they're gonna be around for our generation of guys again? It would definitely be a uh, it would definitely be an interesting move if Amazon sort of did what Ted Turner. Uh, well, not what Ted Turner did, but if they did what Vince McMahon had to do when all of his guys that he created got bought, you know what I mean? Right. Where it's like you have to rebuild. Who's gonna scratch. be your new? Right. Who's gonna be the new things? Because now what I've noticed is, is, and I'm not going off on a Netflix rant here, but I'm sure it's something that is interesting to yeah, stand-up fans because the markets evolved to where now we're seeing people getting their multiple. You know, these famous people that were famous before you and I even moved to L.A., they're getting right. multiple specials now. Yeah. Uh, year after year. Year after year. Yeah. So. That's it. I mean, that's it. I mean. That means they've sort of picked their teams. In totally. A way, I feel like. Well, well, my thing is I'm curious and I, and people can I, I, I hope people answer in the comments on YouTube because I, I want to know how much time do people really spend watching specials? Like, do you watch them all the way through? Because we don't know. Netflix will never tell you. But I'm mm. so curious to know. How much time people really spend on the hour? And because I know most people that I've talked to, friends from Chicago, from back home, they'll tell me, they're like, we don't really sit through the whole thing. Right. We'll watch some of it. We'll do something else. We'll turn it off. We'll start it again the next night. Yeah. You know, which is crazy because when we were young, dude, you couldn't fucking pull me away from finishing a special. Right. No fucking way was yeah. I going to interrupt the special. I would have canceled whatever I needed to do right. to finish the goddamn special. It was so like important. But now it's... It's like anything else. It's like, I'll get back to it when I get back to it. But I'm curious to know, like, how many people really finish it in one sitting and how many people go back to it and how many times they go back to it. Because all that stuff kind of dictates the future of consumption of content. Mm -hmm. Because us doing an hour, an hour is kind of this innocuous time that was made up. It doesn't make sense. Right. Why do we, who made the, why is it an hour? Right. Why wasn't a special a half hour? Why wasn't it an hour and a half or 45? Like, you know, the argument could be, uh, specials that were an hour because it's that a television slot. You know HBO. what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Right. That was the that was the that was the premium television spot that wasn't no commercials. Right. right? So you're taking two spots with no commercials and that's what you do. That's because mm-hmm. half an hour seemed like it wasn't enough and an hour seems like it's just right. But it's interesting because I feel like some of the strongest specials I ever remember 
were half hours. Some of them, some of my like favorites to watch over and over again were half hours. I thought some of the half hours were so goddamn funny. And those were only 22 minutes. Yeah. But I think that's a reflection of what's happening now. I think a lot of people are like, uh, I want something else. I want something else. I want something else. Right. Which is, and not to, not to parlay or, or, you know, or, 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 you know, kiss the ring a little bit, but like, that's why I think your show works because you're churn- you guys are churning through content on mm-hmm. that show. Mm-hmm. And so you're showing, it's like, here's a thing. Here's a thing. Here's a thing. Here's a thing. Here's a, here's a guy. Here's a guy. Here's me and Brian talking. Here's a guy. Here's a, here's a guy. Here's jokes from the band. It's really just kind of adhering to the consumption of what's happening right now in, in the social media world of like, it's a lot of things happening. Yeah. And it's a lot of content. You guys are pumping out a lot of fucking content. Right. Right. Yeah. And you're doing it concisely in one show, mm-hmm. which is kind of what they're, they're consuming online yeah instagram and then they watch a video on youtube and then they watch it it's like you're doing that in a show so i'm just curious i'm i wonder and i know we don't know but i wonder what the fuck the next the next way for people to eat this eat this eat comedy is i wonder what it is because it's got it has to change netflix can't be the only beast somebody has to come something has to come along and be the one that's like here's a new way to consume all this shit really surprises me that amazon isn't in the game yet yeah but because I think they sell I think paper towels be, they yeah we say that but but i mean that's are, my thing is like they make so much money doing that that like tv for them is like fun yeah you know what i mean like that's so so to me like there's no investment that they're like the opposite of netflix where netflix kind of like needs more content they're kind of like i guess we could do it yeah i think it's got to be somebody like hulu or 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 you know it's, it's got to be somebody else that like that like really prides himself on trying to make content and not selling Tide. It's not like, you like this show? You should buy dryer sheets. It's like, uh, fucking, no shit on Amazon. It's just, that's how it's, you know, you know when you go to a restaurant and they do too many things, you're like, what do you guys make? You, ever, like, you, ever, you ever watch it? You yeah. Ever, you, ever, you, you ever go on Amazon? No. They have like a whole nother, it's a whole nother thing over there. I know, but I've never, but it's like, but I buy shit on Amazon. I've seen Me some too. of the, I've seen some of the shows. It's good. They have a new, no, they have a lot of good shows. Lorena Bobbitt. The, the 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 dick cutoff thing. The dick cutoff thing, dude. You the, think the, you can't absorb a quick four hours about getting <laughs> his dick cut off? Did you? you oh, I loved it. it cu- did, I loved did it. Did they show him getting his? Did they show pictures of his dick? Yep. They do. Yeah, they show a little picture. Looks like a little thumb. It was tiny, huh? Well, I mean, I don't know. I didn't have. They, hey, they didn't have anything. Hey. <laughs> Looked gigantic to me. Uh, no. It's really sad that they sti- it was stitching back on his cock is strange to me. And he became a porn star, right? John yeah, Bobber? for a while. Wow, yeah, and then, he, and then he wanted a bigger dick, so he got a prosthetic put in, and that backfired. Did you hear about that billionaire that died from getting a dick transplant? No. What? A billionaire? This was on the news a couple of weeks ago. Some billionaire wanted to get a bigger dick, and he had a dick transplant, or was getting a um, penis enlargement surgery, and he fucking died. Oh, <laughs> from the dick surgery? Yeah, dude. What oh, an idiot. God. You're not allowed to have all that stuff. You can't be rich and be kind of handsome and have a big penis. Yeah. It's like the triangle. You pick two of the three. Right. You can't have all three. The only he, way would I, that surgery would have worked is if he would have donated all his money away right before to charitable right, causes. Right. If he's like, this is for kids for cancer, I also want a huge cock. Yeah. Then it would have worked. Yeah, but the guy fucking died. Uh, What's the one thing that you would get surgery done on you to fix yourself? Uh, if money didn't matter, if you're like, you know, the one thing I wish I could change, I would do that. Uh, I don't know, man. Say nothing and show I'd how probably, strong you no, are. No, I guess I'd probably do some, uh, I guess I'd probably go with some like HGH, thicken up a bit. Beef. I sort of have like, yeah. Yeah. I sort of have like this, uh, you know, aerodynamic frame. 
I like I, that. I'd like to be more of like a, you have more of like a man body. Like I would probably beef up a bit. Get the beef going. Yeah. But you could do that. I could. It's I'd a lot of like effort. Squat and stuff. I don't know. It's a lot of fucking effort. Joe tells me that I'd have to squat a lot to be. I'm, I, sometimes I. Uh, <laughs> I can hear Joe going. I'll be you silly. squat a lot, dude. Sometimes I'll try to like make him laugh. You know what I mean? And I'll be like, Joe, what do you think I'd have to do to, uh, you know, like have a body like yours? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, you could never achieve this. I think Joe said to us the other day, Rogan said to Tony and I that he's like, he's 56% more ape than most humans. Yeah. He's more Neanderthal. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at him and you hang out with him, and when you're close to Joe, you totally agree. Because you're like, you are a spe- specimen. Like, it looked, that dude's like a machine body. Yeah. He's a machine body. It's yeah. a very weird, it's like, it was specially built. By our Neanderthal forefathers. When he says he's like, I'm an ape. I'm an ape. You're like, yeah, dude, 100%. Yeah, I believe him. I, yeah. I totally believe every yeah. second of it. His hand is like, uh, it comes out. It's like a fucking baseball sides. mitt. It looks like a fucking yeah. curled up. It looks like when you close a fucking baseball yeah. mitt. So you would change You would change beef size. I, I guess what, I, so. I yeah. never really. If uh, you're happy with everything, that's a good pretty, place to I'm be. pretty happy guy. Because you, we live in a town where everybody wants to do everything all the time. Yeah. Right? And half the women here, you know which I guess we're lucky, but so many women you see, they have so much, so much done to them that you're like, who are you anymore? Your fucking face looks like it's not, it's someone else. You know how I've said this before, and this is terrible and mean, but you know how like, um, you know, how like every kid with Down syndrome has a Down syndrome face. Yeah, for sure. It's like every woman who gets plastic surgery, they have the same yeah. face. It's like the exact, you're like, oh, you look the exactly, I've seen you before. Yeah. Like I know you, I don't know you, but I know that face. Isn't it sad when it's someone that you know and you have to like look at them and pretend like you don't know? Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you like, can't even be like, oh, is something different about you? Like you would with like a normal can't. pretty person. Right. Like if they did something different, you'd be like, did you do something different? But you hmm. can't do that with people that have had plastic surgery because it's just like when it's so you feel obvious. like you're going to make them cry or something. <laughs> right. Right. What's wrong with your nose? You just come out with it. <laughs> I think people could do whatever you want to do to yourself. I don't, I, I, I don't care. I couldn't care less. But it's weird when someone goes so overboard. Like they have those TV shows where they're like constantly doing weird I shit. I watch all those. Me Botched. too. Botched. I love that shit, fucking show. Man. The oh weirdest thing people do is put fake asses in. And then, yeah. they, and then they, they're like, they're either leak or they like, the skin gets all fucked up. Or the muscle um, tissue gets fucked up underneath. Mm. Why are people obsessed with butts? Do you, have you ever understood that? I like a nice ass. You know, I actually know the answer to this. Give it. Are you ready for this? Yes. You don't know the answer? I have no fucking idea. Uh, I, I researched it. Give it to me. So we as men are attracted to uh, women, especially with uh, bigger butts, because it's an optical illusion from our brain telling us that they have better childbearing hips. Huh. And that they are more built to be a mother and that uh, they could better have more children, safer, right. a wider gap for them to literally. That's how our brain it's correlates science. it. Fun fact, same thing with big tits. Yeah, We see big tits and we're like, they can provide a lot of food for our babies. Like we like to think like it's like hot, like with our dick, but there's actually there's, a there's, scientific yeah. reason for all of this. There's, we're there's like, something behind it. It's like you a tits guy or an ass guy. It's like. Both. Yeah. Yeah, that's, the fun. Legs, well, that's interesting. And even, the, even then, it's like, oh, that's a person, you know, because the legs make the butt and the whole. So what yeah. we end up wanting is this fucking super baby maker. Right. That's all Without it really knowing is. it. Yeah. 
Exactly. Why do black guys love big butts so much? They fucking love. <laughs> I think black guys love big butts more than any white guy I've ever known. Because a lot of white white chicks have flat butts, and white guys still like that too. Some mm-hmm. white guys like flat butts, and I think that's so weird. But every black friend I have, who like, likes flat butts? Eh, fucking. There's guys that like chicks that have flat. That there's guys that date women who have flat butts. And You're they don't damn right, but they, they're stuck with that. You know, that's a California <laughs> thing. Yeah, flat I butt have, out here is weird, man. Flat butt is a. You meet a girl from California. Her chances of having flat butt way, way up. up. Well, we're from the Midwest where nobody... In the Midwest, nobody has flat butts. Everyone has n- thick asses. Everyone has thick legs, thick asses. If where we're from, a girl had a butt as flat as any California girl, their name, where we're from, would be flat, flat butt. Flat butt. They'd be like, oh, you, you know Stacy flat butt? <laughs> yeah, I like, know. Oh, why bitch. do you call her that? You know why. Oh, you know Stacy flat butt, man. She's got no butt. It's not, it's not because of her smile. Stacy flat butt. You know her, bro. When I first moved out here, my brother and I would call it that. It was, I think we called it California ass. You yeah, would say, look at the California so ass many on girls this have girl. Flat butts it's nothing. You see their little shorts yeah. like bundled up where their ass is supposed to be. <laughs> Those flaps of extra fabric just moving up it's and down. It's because they're too skinny. A lot of people out here are so fucking yeah, skinny. You're not allowed to be. You're not allowed to be out of shape out here. It's like people get mad at people for being. It's like people get. There's such a stigma to being out of shape out here that you're like people feel like you're not allowed to in the Midwest. Being out of shape is being normal. It's a normal thing to just be a normal yep. kind of not in great shape person. Right. It's a nice relief to go home and nobody gives a fuck about yeah. the way you look. No one's like, oh, you pack. in fact, they talk more shit when I go home that they're like, oh, what are you fucking right. trying to lose weight out there? Right. You're like, well, I'm trying to be healthy. Oh, your skin's glowing. What are you drinking? Smoothies out there? <laughs> fucking douchebag. Gay boy. Is there jizz in those smoothies? You, you have jizz smoothies at the beach? Drink up the semen. But that, is, but that is true. There is a the, the flat butt disease is a big thing that happens out here. That is like such a California. That is a very California thing. Flat butt disease. Yeah. But why do? Can you you can answer one part? Why do black dudes like like big butts so much? Um, they like big butts because they cannot lie. <laughs> no, uh, uh, <laughs> no. Why really? I mean, I don't know. I, I know that they don't want to make babies, particularly. You know. And yet they do. Yes, they're really good at it. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day for a second. It's like, how do, like, isn't it funny that every accidental baby ever made is for a reason? Like, they could have pulled out sooner. Yeah. Literally seconds sooner, and a human is also, here. Also, in trying to make a, a child, uh-huh. you learn quickly. It's not that easy. Right. You're hitting a very small window. So the chances of hitting the window and coming inside of them mm-hmm. and it all working at the same it's 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 rare when you're very young you're way more yeah. fertile yeah but when people do it in their 20 you know mid 20s they're like oh we didn't mean to it's like man that's a hard hit i came up with a semi theory in my head that i haven't shared with anyone that i'll bet quite a lot of babies are made from uh the dude finishing inside and just keeping going like not it uh, not, not wanting stopping. yeah right uh, just sort of like playing it cool because like he maybe he wants more or, you know just keeping it going but not really indicating like oh right. i'm gonna come like just like finishing and just like keep going like oh still just fucking <laughs> <laughs> he's embarrassed to tell <laughs> right did you come no <laughs> no. Oh, no no totally didn't just extra <laughs> lube down there <laughs> yeah i feel that's i mean it's great but my god really? time this new time release super lube so is, you think it's someone that's keep someone's keep pumping well i think that that might be how like 
who knows? Maybe great athletes are made that way. Maybe geniuses. Like maybe there's something oh, to the friction oh. keeping it going. Who knows? I think athletes are probably made from genes. Yeah. I think great genes are always how you see good athletes. Geniuses is weird. Why are people, some people really smart? That could be something in the fucking. Because some people come from dumb parents, but they're fucking super smart. Right. It's not guaranteed that because you're smart, your child's going to be smart. Yeah. They'll be privileged with intellectual uh, ability to to get smart or to learn, but I think that's fine. I wonder, are your parents smart people? Um, smart, street very, smart. It's very honest. Yeah. That's an honest, um, um, yeah, very street smart. I mean, my mom's the coolest. She's hilarious. They're both much older, so I don't really know. How old are your parents? Uh, my mom's 72. Yeah. Which means my dad is uh, probably 72 as well. He's either 72 or 71 right now. Isn't that wild that they're getting older? Yeah. You feel that sometimes when you go home? Yeah. I feel it when I go home sometimes I see him and I'm like, oh, shit, they're getting older. Oh, they're getting older and older. The funny thing is sometimes you'll go visit them and they look better than they did a few months before. Yeah, something maybe something's different. Yeah, you know what fucking, I mean? You never right. know. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that's the one thing you learn as people get older. You're like, the parent, parents don't have sex anymore when they get older. Oh. And then you're like, oh yeah, yeah, they do. You're oh, fucking the freaks. Yeah. You learn about those old folks' homes where they all have STDs. They're like, nah, they're mm-hmm. they're fucking their way out of this place. Mm-hmm. I would do the same thing. My hundred year old grandma just passed away last week. A hundred? Yeah, she died from an STD. No, I'm kidding. She didn't. <laughs> syphilis. I don't know why I said that. Nana had syphilis. <laughs> she was fucking around. She was a hundred years old in six wow. months. Did she ever smoke or drink or anything? Um, I don't think so. No. Just yeah. a lot of coffee and pork chops. This lady used to fry pork chops like you wouldn't believe in a frying pan. Was she a small woman? Yep. Yeah. Very frail. That's like my grandma's tiny. Mm-hmm. She'll, probably, she'll probably live forever. She's like a tiny little woman. Mm-hmm. Tiny little women tend to live a long, long time. Yeah. Look at the fucking, look at like an old age. There's always like some, there's always a bunch of women in in China or all over Asia that are like 104. There's these like tiny little cute little women. Yeah. And you're like, what's that? What is it? Like nothing. I don't know. They don't know. They, they, could, they couldn't tell you. Right. You know? They don't want to tell you. Mm-mm. It's their secret. They got a fucking secret, dude. They put fruit in their water and yeah. faux and like, you know, Fuck. broth. A lot of broth. Yeah, a lot of broth. Yeah. A lot of hot hot stuff, hot teas. You eat meat though, don't you? Lots of it. Yeah, me too. Almost exclusively. Sometimes I sometimes I get freaked out that I eat too much meat. They found all that meat inside of Elvis's colon and I'm like, Are they gonna, is that going to happen to me? Am I going to die? And they're going to be like four pounds of red meat in this guy's asshole. I get worried about that shit. Four pounds. I don't know how much. There was a lot. There was a lot of. There was. There was something. Was that part of Elvis's thing? Yeah, he had a a tiny. He was backed up like crazy. No wonder he died on the toilet, huh? Yeah, that's exactly. He couldn't shit. Couldn't shit. Smooth Tony. I like that. Come on, the king. You know the the opiates, right? The opiates. You probably never shit. Ah, you got never shit. Which is like me. I, I have weird shit schedules, especially when I travel. I was in Iceland for two days, and I realized I hadn't pooped. It like blew my mind. That happens. Yeah. Oh, it scared me. I was like, two days I haven't pooped? Yeah. Who was I ta- just talking to? Oh, my buddy. My buddy from New York. <laughs> we were making fun of him. He was on a new medicine because he, he hadn't... He one time went like four days without pooping. Oh, my God. I was like, what is it? Four days? Where does it go? Good Lord. <laughs> four days is incredible. By two days, I'm getting worried. Yeah. Three days, I'm going to the ER. Right. Four days, you're like, Let's see how far this can go? Five days, you're Elvis. Five days, you're Elvis. Yeah. Yeah, then you steal black music and you get to sell out arenas around the world. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be nice? Who's your, who's, your, who's, your, who's your favorite musician of all time? 
Oh, boy, that's a hard one, but I'll give uh, Roger Waters the edge on that. That's the front man creator of Pink Floyd. That's pretty incredible. Have yeah. you seen him here? Yep. Yeah, I saw I got him to meet him. Stables. You did? Yeah. Wow. I met him after the show. You fuck. I saw him crazy. do The Wall. It was incredible. Yep. It's like one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. That you saw one. him at Staples or the Coliseum? Staples. Nice. Staples. I saw him do... Uh, his uh some of his new stuff in dark side of the moon at staples last year wow. unbelievable yeah it's incredible i went i went to the staples show on accident because a friend of a friend had just broken up with a girlfriend had an extra ticket i felt bad but man was it a fun fucking show well, it was like had, one of those things where he's like i guess i, I gotta still go to the show and i was like i'm so sorry but also i want to go party you know that they're very much given credit for being the band that started making things visually entertaining at all you know mm. even I mean, the beatles would like come out and they would just perform in front of whatever curtain right was behind them or whatever backdrop and literally pink floyd's like well what if we have like colors and stuff and what, yeah. if, what if the ooh, what if the colors change for like each song yeah or each beat like maybe black and white back and forth and maybe we could inflate this thing maybe lasers like yeah. they were so far they do like a live play when you go see them you're like oh, oh there's like a fucking full-on play going on in the background well it's cool especially since i've been a fan of them when i started smoking pot a lot in high school same uh i did a lot of research on them and became a fan then and like you would see you know clips of old shows or whatever and how it is and you'd hear about the round thing that does things and that they were into inflatables and lasers well what's cool is is they've just evolved with it so now they're still 15 20 years ahead of the curve but yeah. now they're they're the they're they're still they're the precedent of what so it, now what it's it is, now yeah. so it's all the technology right. Right. To where you're like, is that even existing or is that a 3D image? Is that there? You don't even know what's right. what sometimes right. anymore. I wonder how much they fucking spend on those live shows. So much. Because you get your money's worth, man. You pay for yeah. a lot for those tickets. You see it. Instead of like, you know, I'm sure people go, they pay for shows. They just get the artist to come out and they're like, hey, what's up? It's me. Right. Those guys, those guys put on such a fucking performance. You're like. Yeah. And the songs are amazing. And well, the music is incredible. incredible. And those music guys take good care of themselves. When I did the New York Comedy Festival, I did New York Comedy Festival, God, I don't even know what year it was, but um, Roger Waters was at this bar that we were at late mm. at night. Brooks Whelan was getting kicked out because he was stealing bottles of, of liquor, wow. good old Brooks, and I'm so fucked up, and this guy is telling this story over my shoulder, and I'm like kind of eavesdropping, but I'm, I'm wasted, so like, I can't really make sense of it, but I remember turning to the group and realizing it's Roger Waters telling this story. And I was for a second was about to go, oh my God, uh, uh, Roger Waters, and do the fan thing. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, dude, yeah, don't ruin whatever, don't be that fucking guy. Because yeah. you've seen that guy. Yeah. And you're like, dude, you just fucked up the greatest story we were ever, kill that, like kill, please kill yeah. that guy. Yeah. But I remember turning, seeing him and being like, and then he looked up at me for a second as if like, are you going to say something? I was like, I just shut my fucking mouth and just stood there and listened to him because I was like, I so easily was about to cross the threshold to be like, dude, I'm a huge fucking fan. I right. I'm a comedian. Because he was hanging out with a bunch of comics at the New York Comedy Festival because I think they were doing like a pop-up show, like a secret pop-up show or something. Mm -hmm. It was fucking incredible. But I had after I'd seen him live, I, 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 I had said then too, and I still stand by, it's probably the best live show I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Of all the live performances I've, I've ever seen. I think they put on 
probably the most incredible show. It's like floating pigs and shit. Mine, I, my, I, I completely agree with Blows you. Blows your mind, right? Best show, totally worth it. Everybody should have to see it at least. But once. I'm not one of those guys. I, I will say there's probably people that are like, you've never seen a dead show. I haven't been to a lot of those yeah. in that ilk of shows of like dead type of shows. So I, I know people love that shit, but I don't, that's not for me. So I didn't, I didn't uh, blow it in front of Roger Waters either. Good. In the beginning. But I, 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 it's always been a running joke between me and Tall that uh, he walked away from us because of something that I said. What? Uh, so it was just me, her, and him. And she's one of the best bass players in the world. Yep. So he wanted to meet her. I went to the music event with her. It was like, you know, two years ago or whatever. And, uh, and so he calls us over from another green room. He has his own green room with like chocolate fountains and a security team and like right. nobody else is Lots there. Lots of chocolate fountains, by right. the way. Right. Like it's 13 crazy. 13 of them. Yeah. And, uh, and they're, and you know, and she introduces us right from the get, you know, this is my friend. He's a comedian, Tony Hinchcliffe. Nice to meet you, Roger. You know, I've been a huge fan my whole life. Thanks for everything you've done. Whatever I said, right? Right. I don't re even remember that right. part. That part went kind of blackout. Yeah. And then they're talking about working with Jeff Beck and working with this. I just did Royal Albert Hall. I just did this. Blah blah blah. What's your next thing? Right. And she's saying her next things at these theaters and arenas or whatever. And she goes, "What else do you, what What do you have coming up?" And he goes, "Well, uh, you know, we, uh, this uh, Thursday we fly. I have a couple of days off here. And this Thursday we fly to Orlando, and Friday Miami, and Saturday Tallahassee." And and I go, <laughs> because I had just been in Florida the weekend before. It's literally like now I remember it's like June or something like mm. that. <laughs> and I literally. <laughs> Because it was one of those beats where, like, there was a beat for me to talk. Right. And, you saw an opening. And I, and it had been them back and forth for a while. Like, it was sort of like time for me to talk, really. Right, 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 right. And he goes, Saturday, Tallahassee. And I go, oh, I was just in Florida this weekend. Really hot right now. Really hot. <laughs> just to let you know. It's like he's touring. I can feel him turn for like, what? 40 years straight. <laughs> maybe what hot 40 no yeah almost 50 50 years almost 50 probably. years over 50 years he's, he's like, you're been talking touring, about the weather to which me? means he's been doing florida for that long mm -hmm. he just you don't just skip florida no mm -hmm. you go knock out a few arenas if you're him right no point in not doing the arenas nope but tony you, coming in with the weather tip it's really hot i was just there this weekend really hot oh and he literally goes, this is the best. So this is what Tall and I's running joke with each other is. He immediately, after I said that, he sort of looks at me and goes, and looks at her and goes, well, it's about that time I should be resting my voice. <laughs> you you basically <laughs> made Roger Waters fuck off. <laughs> because weather is the key I element. I did, my favorite artist. I think I need to rest my voice because... That guy's annoying yeah. as fuck. So now anytime uh, Tal and I are uh, like sort of like at the awkward end of a conversation or I have to go somewhere, or we're done with each other for the night. I go, eh, I think I have to go rest my voice. <laughs> you always have a good laugh. It's the best. Dude, what a fucking, what a story. A beautiful place for us to end this beautiful show. I, I'm so happy that you came. Um, people can find you at TonyHinchcliffe.com. Yep. Um, Kill Tony. Oh, yeah. people should go watch. If you have never been to a live show, you have to go see Kill Tony at the Comedy Store on Monday nights. 
It's back up almost every Monday now, Every right? single Monday, every Monday for the rest of the year in Los Angeles, and we're taking it everywhere. New Fuck. York City, uh, Philly. Is it, uh, uh, that's on your website, everywhere. or does Kill Tony have a separate? It's on my website. It's on uh, Kill Tony, uh, or right. DeathSquad.tv. Death Squad, right. And, um, yeah, watch it on YouTube. Subscribe, and, uh, yeah, come see me do live stand-up. I have an hour that uh, I haven't done before. So are you, when, when's the next date that you're doing? I'm doing Philly this this weekend, and then... Uh, well, this will come out next week. So next week... So I guess it's St. Louis. St. Uh, Louis. St. Louis. Uh, Where else uh, are you going to be? Do West you know? Nyack, New York City. New York. Yeah, Gramercy so go to, Theater. So go to TonyHinchcliffe.com Tony and peep all that shit. You have to see this motherfucker live. He's incredible. And the Kill Tony show is also beyond worth it. I can't recommend that fucking thing enough. Uh, you know, Cheeto Santino, AndrewSantino.com. I am in... Phoenix, right now. If you live in fucking Phoenix, I'm there right now. So come the fuck out and see me tonight, tomorrow, Sunday. Come through. I love you. Thank I you. I love bro. you. Thanks for having me. No doubt. Thanks for coming. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.